The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, a lot of people I know last night will have been lucky enough to see the Northern Lights. I wasn't one of them. I didn't realise this was happening until this morning when I woke up and I saw people sharing images online. But what exactly are they, the Aurora Borealis? Why did it make an impromptu visit to the Irish skyline? Well, to discuss, I'm joined by Dr. Coleman Gallagher. He is a planetary geomorphologist at the UCD School of Geography and the UCD Earth Institute. Coleman, as always, it is a pleasure to talk to you and thanks a million for taking the call. Uh, Before we talk about how people managed to see this in Ireland last night. What exactly were they seeing? What are the Northern Lights? The the Northern Lights are caused by ejections of charged particles from the sun, um, electrons and protons. Protons are basically um, uh, hydrogen atoms or the, 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 the nuclei of hydrogen atoms. They They stream out from the sun all the time. At a huge rate, uh, the sun loses uh, about a, a million tons per second in mass just from those mechanisms alone. Um, and they stream out from the sun at millions of kilometers per hour. Um, sometimes, though, the sun, uh, particularly when the sunspot cycle is reaching its maximum, so the, the sun has a cycle of activity which is really marked most visibly by the amount of sunspots on the surface. and um, we've passed the last minimum and we're rising at the moment towards the next maximum of sunspot activity, which will be in 2024, 20, 25. So the sun is becoming more active. And uh, during these active times, it not only has this normal solar wind, as it's called, of charged particles, but it also produces these giant um, flares of particles that explode off the sun's surface. Um, they explode from these kind of horseshoe-shaped areas of of magnetic field lines on the sun's surface. And sometimes the magnetic field lines kind of snap and the the charged particles, which would normally follow those field lines, instead are burst into space. In fact, they they create a hole in the sun's corona, which is the outer atmosphere of the sun. Um, And these things uh, are kind of like, uh, they're almost like jets or laser beams, if you like, of uh, solar particles, if they're pointed at the Earth or wherever you happen to be, um, the chances are you're going to get what's called a solar storm on the Earth. And the particles ejected during these events will be trapped by the Earth's magnetic field in a part of the atmosphere known as the ionosphere. Um, the ionosphere is it's part of our atmosphere, but it, actually it's where the International Space Station orbits, believe it or not. It, okay. it extends. Isn't that amazing? It, it, it extends up to a thousand kilometers in, in altitude above the ground surface. It's generally a lot lower than that, but the space station orbits at 250 kilometers, so that's well yeah. into the to the mid or lower ionosphere. And um, ionosphere, it means that the particles in the atmosphere there are are charged; they're not neutral. And this is this happens because solar ultraviolet radiation breaks apart uh, molecules of oxygen and nitrogen into atomic forms, so they're not paired anymore, they're just um, O rather than O2, for example. Mm. And um, they can then become, uh, they can then interact, the particle, the, the atoms of oxygen or nitrogen can interact with the charged particles from the solar wind, and when they do, they produce this amazing colourful display. Um, and, what, the, what, and why... I'm assuming that the the entire ionosphere on the, the, the sun side of the planet is bombarded 
So why is it then it's only at the, the, the northern and southern tips, as it were, or closer to them, that we see something? Well, normally what you see is a, it, it's an oval shape. In fact, it's called an auroral oval. And it extends normally down, for example, in the southern hemisphere, it would extend normally down to sort of mid-Canada, those kind of latitudes. Actually, those latitudes aren't far off the, the latitude of Ireland, if you look at a map. Yeah. Um, but if, and in fact, they'll do the same on the southern hemisphere. It, you know, believe it or not, the aurora are, there are two of them. There's the northern lights and the southern lights, or the, the aurora borealis and, and aurora australis. They, they happen all the time, 24-7. Um, generally, they are so dim that we can't see them. But when uh, a significant solar event happens, then we get a good light show. And normally, the the minimum sort of light show produced by the minimum size solar event necessary will um, produce a, an auroral oval that takes us to those kind of moderately high latitudes. But the largest solar flares, uh, they're called X flares, they will actually cause... Um, the aurora to be visible down to the tropical latitudes. In fact, there was one a few, you know, I think in 2006 maybe, that was visible as far as Honduras, but or not. So it depends, um, Kieran, on the strength of the event on the sun. That That's the, the critical thing. Mm. And, I mean, is it likely then that people will continue to be able to see these over the next few nights in Ireland? Yeah, um, I'm just looking at uh, the, the the website of NOAA. That's the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. It's kind of like uh, NASA, but um, it, it deals with the oceans and weather, but including space weather. And uh, they monitor solar activity 24-7. And uh, in fact, the last week or two has been a period of quite high solar activity. And in fact, uh, there was quite a large flare on the sun uh, on the 25th of February, which has been making its way across space and will be reaching Earth uh, tonight. So be- between um, the, the 26th and the 27th of February. So uh, I'm sorry, between the 27th and the 28th of February. So uh, this flare is traveling at about three to four million kilometers per hour. And uh, it should, it, it should, of course, depending on how much cloud there is and so on, but it should produce the, the chances of of uh, being able to see uh, an event tonight. Wow, that is that is something to look forward to. I missed last night's event. I didn't realise it did did happen until it was over. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to be out looking for it uh, tonight. Um, listen, Coleman, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for speaking to us. No problem at all. You're welcome. Coleman Gallagher is a planetary geomorphologist at the UCD School of Geography and the UCD Earth Institute. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.